Just the other day, I was walking through a clothing store, looking at all the clothes that were available and realizing, oh my gosh, we're going back to like the 90s. And I immediately, looking at all these sweaters with their pale color palettes, wanted to reject all of it and realized, oh no, if this is what was trendy, if this is what was cool, if this is what, what people were trying and wanting to buy, and I don't want it, well, people reject me. I'm Kyle, and you're listening to Ministry During the Disruption. Hello, hello, and welcome to the podcast. This is Ministry During the Disruption. I'm your host, Kyle Lee. Joining me today is our senior wrinkles correspondent, Steve Mayo. Zoom definitely enhances the aging of my face. I have had people give me like creams and lotions and all kinds of like face stuff. It adds a whole other layer to our experience of social media. One thing that I, I know that Zoom has done, which I've now that things are opening up a little bit in person, is what I totally don't know how tall people are when I've never met them. And like when people are meeting, I'm like, oh, you're like six foot ten. I had no idea. You know, like, do you want to play basketball with me? That kind of thing. <laughs> or vice versa, right? So 100%. So Steve, we're here to record a podcast today. Tell me, it's, it's our Ministry During Disruption. We normally have a take. So what's your take today? Here it is. OK Boomer is a heresy. Oh, oh, OK. That, that's a little spicy. That's a little spicy. Heresy, uh, as in it is like totally against like the gospel, Christ, church, etc., Absolutely. Absolutely. At nowhere, nowhere in our Christian community should you be hearing that phrase, okay, boomer. That phrase, okay, boomer, is a phrase that has started to get used in certain communities to dismiss the thoughts, perceptions, opinions of people who are older than them. At the core of it, I'm not wanting to tone police. In some ways, I'm wanting to engage the thought behind that okay boomer mentality. You know, we say okay boomer when someone who's older than us has an opinion that we don't like. And we use that to not just dismiss the opinion, but to dismiss them. Mm, Okay. Just to play some devil's advocate here, let me think through that a little bit by asking like, okay, there's a lot of harmful and destructive pieces of what oftentimes quote unquote boomers say to the younger generation. How do we respond to those people in those contexts? Absolutely. There are incredibly toxic things that are said by people in younger generations. And I think writing off millennials as a millennial, I've had people writing my generation off for as long as I can remember, saying that we're lazy or that we're entitled or that we're workaholics or all of this stuff and slapping my generation with labels and using those to ignore me. It wasn't helpful for me. I don't think it's helpful to do it with the older generations either. I actually think it's a a practice that sets us back, cuts us off from sources of wisdom. I think that there's wisdom to be found in every generation. Right. Okay. So every time you say, okay, I think you're about to say, okay, boomer to me. I've like brought (laughs) this up and now I'm feeling this like interior anxiety around my agedness. Your agedness. Well, I would say there's a biblical precedent here for some of these things, right? Like there's, there's the whole concept in the, in the Ten Commandments of honor your, your father and your mother, but it's also, there's some like connotations there and also in Jewish culture and 
Also, we just see practice throughout throughout the Bible of, hey, there's people in the older generations who we go to for advice. You ask them for help and wisdom. As a person who is Korean, such Korean-American, that's definitely something that's very strong within, within uh, my culture and background as well. The, the elders deserve a lot of respect. I think there's this balance that, uh, that I would want to strike in these scenarios where there are definitely times where older generations' narrative and understanding of what's happening in my life or your life or a younger person's life is lacking perspective because they're not, by definition, they're not living your life, right? Therefore, they cannot have your perspective. But at the same, in the same exact way, right, unless you believe that you are basically omniscient and can see all things at once, you are, you are lacking perspective too, and somebody from an older generation could actually potentially have perspective that you don't. Is that, is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, there's this move that happens where we label people who are different from us. So in this case, it's happening generationally. OK mm-hmm. Boomer is attaching a generational label to someone and then assigning to that label a value, in this case, a negative value, and then using that label and that value in that process of dehumanization to discard not just the opinion, but the person attached to it. And OK Boomer is in some ways not that different from someone who says to me and my community, OK Latino, right? And and kind of like Uh pushes my opinions off on my ethnic heritage and chooses not to engage with my thoughts, feelings, opinions because of my ethnic heritage. They assume like, oh, of course you think that way. You are, you're a Latino. And mm. very few of us would do this these days. Mm-hmm. But it's really important that we don't accept that OK Boomer mentality. You know who it's most dangerous from? Mm. The OK Boomer heresy. It's most dangerous when it comes from people who are older, actually. Oh. Right? Why do you say that? Well, because in an attempt to remain relevant and in an attempt to earn cachet with the younger generation, there are some people who are boomers who will push their fellow cohort under the bus, who will okay boomer their fellow boomers. Mm -hmm. And they think that that makes them relevant. They think that that makes them cool. Cool. I don't know. I don't know what the kids are saying these days. Maybe groovy. It puts them on fleek. I don't know. They're they're rad. Rad. Yeah. <laughs> wicked awesome. You know, for our listeners in Massachusetts. Yeah, wicked wicked smart. Wicked, wicked smart. smart. Yeah, and, and and here's the thing, like that move to seek acceptance by rejection of a community. I want to be accepted by one community. And so in order to do that, I reject another community. That's not a healthy spiritual move for us whenever it happens. And I'm going to be honest. For me, it's super tempting to seek acceptance by, just in this example, seek acceptance by my community of Duke fans by making fun of people who are fans of Virginia basketball teams. I don't know who would ever be a fan of Virginia basketball. but Yeah, I I know, right? So, I mean, this is one of our ongoing jokes, right? Right. But the reason we joke about it is because you and I both know that we respect each other's basketball teams, their successful programs, the colleges that are behind them, 
you know, and so we can banter a little bit about this. Mm-hmm. Where it gets more complicated is when that trust isn't established. Right. And, you know, if you if you say okay boomer to your good friend who's a baby boomer, maybe that's not a big deal. Maybe it doesn't rise to heresy, maybe it stays at joke. But if you say it weaponized, it does cross over into some of the very things that Paul was fighting about in his epistles, you know? People were saying like, okay, Gentile, or okay, Jew. Oh, I mean, even just saying that, it just sounds like, sends a chill up my spine right. to say that phrase. I think when we take the same mentality and we apply it to different areas, like, you know, if I was going to do that, we're both men. If we did that to women, right? I would find that horrific, right? If we were both to do this towards like a black person in America, especially in light of everything that's going on in our country, like that sounds horrific, right? But for whatever reason, we're okay with age being a factor here. And that's something that's on our radar as okay. I think if I'm remembering correctly, in the, in the Bible, it talks about like whether you're old or you're young. Like, Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but don't worry about if you're old or young. Across these generations, it doesn't matter. We're all coming together to be a community and do these things. And I mean, I would also want to th- think about practically, right? If you're going to look at what you want to do, where you want to go in life, right? If, if, I, if I'm in college and I'm like, oh, I want to go to college and I'm going to go to class. I'm going to try to learn from these people. I want to get an internship with these groups. Like, who are you going to go for for advice on how to actually get your career path in the place you want to go? Someone who's older, someone who has more experience, someone who's done life more than you, gone down the path that you've gone down. And you wouldn't necessarily just throw that information away. You'd be like, I want that, right? I'll actually, I'll tell you, it's not just the mentoring space. There's also just some some moves that people who are older have in their skill set that people who are younger may not think about or be aware of or feel as comfortable with. So I, I heard this great story. It's a ministry during the disruption story. Can we have a little story time? Is that okay? Sure, sure. Story time with Steve. Sounds great. So I heard about this guy in Idaho who made connections with students via social media, via Instagram. And then he went and pulled this boomer move. Mm-hmm. And he sent them snail mail letters, like handwritten, delivered by the post office. I think there were stamps involved. So, so he like put a stamp on his status as a older generation type of guy. Yeah. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. This isn't a guy who's 93 years old, mm-hmm. but the move is a move from a previous generation. Right. And that classic move has been remarkably effective. The number of students who engaged with that ministry during the disruption in this past year has been remarkable. He's had one of the most effective new student outreaches in any ministry across the country. It's been completely remarkable. This disruption has in some ways thrown us both into the future and into the past. Some of the ministry techniques that worked 40 years ago are working are helpful again now i had a conversation years ago with doug stewart who used to be the area director for intervarsity on the east coast and he would start in miami with a trunk full of books and he would drive north and he would stop at campuses and he would give students books and then he would circle back months later to process and debrief with them about what they had read Mm -hmm. and In some ways, I'm seeing that happening. You know, there's summer book club is happening 
with IVED and InterVarsity's multi-ethnic initiative, mm-hmm. where we're giving students books, we're asking them to read the books, and then we'll see what happens. Right. And like five, six years ago, we would have been like, books, they're no longer the future. Forget it. We got to go with something else. But you know, here we are. Like podcasts. Like podcasts, right. So one thing that reminds me of this too is, so I was walking through a clothing store, right, with my wife. And, I, and we were looking at all the clothes. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's looking around all these clothes that are available right now? We're going back to the 90s. And I was very sad. I'm like, oh, no, the 90s. I hate 90s clothing. I think it's gross. But if that's what people think is cool and, and normal now, right, it's coming back in a cycle, right? And when I was growing up in high school and college, what was cool? Kind of the 80s, right? And we're just kind of going back and circling back through these fashion cycles, right? And I think it's going to happen again. I think we're going to kind of go, go through all these cycles. There's only so many articles of heat clothing that, are, that exist in order to do these things. We, we're not, we can't reinvent the wheel over and over and over and over again and get brand new stuff. In the same way with ministry techniques, I think we're kind of finding that the same way. And guess what? There's going to be some experts on these techniques, like, like this guy you've mentioned, to writing a handwritten letter. I can't do that, actually. I literally don't have that in my skill set. I don't write handwritten letters. My handwriting is terrible. I would never be able to do it, and I would hate doing it. But it might be really effective. And we've seen it be really effective. And so like that kind of person is essential. Well, and I would say, if you're listening to this as a student or a young uh, campus minister, young faculty person, go ahead and reach out to someone who's older than you and see if they have any wisdom that can help you navigate this season of ministry. And if you are someone who is older, maybe you have some wrinkles on your face like I do, and you're wondering, am I still relevant? If I speak up, if I step up, if I step out, Am I just going to hear back, okay, boomer? I want you to hear that Jesus knows that okay, boomer is a heresy and that you have something to offer even during this disruption. You may not feel super comfortable with some of the technology, with the Instagram and the TikTok and all the internet stuff. And I want you to know that just because you aren't up on the latest doesn't mean you don't have some of the greatest. Latest, greatest, it rhymes, it must be true. <laughs> well, okay, so there's, this, there's two things there too, right? I think, one, if Jesus was using the modern technology of his day, right, he would have used something like the Roman census. He would have, he, I mean, he's Jesus. He could have come down and invented new things for people and like created you know, he could have created megaphones. He could have created speakers. He could have created whatever he wanted to, in order to come down and be the latest, the coolest, the edgiest. The vines. I am the vines. Watch my vines. Guys, he could have invented Vine, my favorite social media platform, 2,000 years ago and used it for people, right? But he worked on carpentry, one of the eight most oldest and ancient arts. And he talked to people and hung out with them and like didn't do anything like fancy cutting edge like in his ministry techniques. What he did have was the Holy Spirit and the blessing of God, and he was following in God's footsteps. And that's actually what creates important, great, awesome ministry, right, is obviously is, is Christ, but also it, it's not reliant on these techniques. Now, now we with, want to use the best things that we have in our, in our resources and table, but I think we, we naturally sometimes consider, oh, what is new is good, and what is old is bad. That's not necessarily true. Sometimes what is new sends us back to what is old. 
Right, right. The other piece that I, what I'm hearing ultimately, and what I think kind of is the major takeaway for me is, hey, let's just be open to all avenues of all streams of good resources, right? Just for example, like for a more millennial, like younger generation example, why would you just only have like one streaming platform when, you know, if it was free, you could have all of them. You could have Prime, you could have HBO Max, you could have Paramount Plus. I don't know if you want Paramount Plus. You could have Disney Plus. You could have Netflix. Why just limit yourself, right? Or like, why just have a cable bundle when you could have all those things, right? Why not, right? Why not have all those streams coming in and being able to have vast resources to entertain yourself? In the same way, why not do that with ministry? And why not do that with life and have all these different avenues? Because that just seems healthy and good and wise to me. Just as we believe that God has done something special by creating a multi-ethnic community in and around our ministry space, God's done something special by creating a multi-generational community, a community that includes people for whom everything is new and a generation of people for whom everything has been seen and done before. And in that space, in that space of diversity, there is a tremendous wisdom and blessing from God. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that I will say that as we continue to do, that will be new, but it will still be good, will be our upcoming and new episodes of our Minister During Disruption podcast. I mean, we're a little biased on that factor, but we think it's going to be pretty good. So if you want the new episodes, you should subscribe so you can get them as soon as you possibly can. And at the same time, we have dozens and dozens of old episodes that you can go back and listen to if you want to hear stories of ministry innovation, if you want to hear our hot takes on culture and what they mean for ministry during the disruption. There's a lot of great content stored in the past, available wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram. We don't post very often, but we do share stories of great things that we're seeing around the campus ministry space as people minister during the disruption. And that brings us to today's sponsor. Today's podcast is sponsored by the Ministry Playbook. In the Ministry Playbook, we have gone through and have gathered together old wisdom, classic, tried and tested, true ideas, and have put them in a fresh context for this moment in ministry. Right now, we're getting ready to release a new course. It's dropping at the end of May on new student outreach. If you're feeling anxious about reaching new students, if you're feeling rusty about reaching out to new people on campus, if you're feeling confused about where to get started, this course, available for free, can help you tremendously. You can find it at theministryplaybook.com. That's the, as in the one and only, like the Ohio State University or the University of Miami, theministryplaybook.com. Dot what, Kyle? Dot com. Dot com. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week.